Guess what, guys? We're not doctors. No, we are not. So if you're going to be making any major medical decisions, please consult your doctor. That includes diets, surgeries, and exercise. We love you guys. And we want you to continue to be in our OSLP family forever. So be careful and consult your doctor. Yeah. Yeah. We just got our blood work done. Yeah, we did. And our doctors asked us, what are we doing to have such great blood work? Yeah. And you know what we told them? ProCare. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. We told them like, yeah, we take ProCare every day because they have a multivitamin that you can just take one a day. Yes, exactly. They have a capsule and a chewable form. And not only do they have vitamins, but they also have calcium Calcium chews. Oh my God, they're so good. They're so delicious. It's like our own little sweet treat for the end of the night. It really is because they have the dark chocolate and they have the cinnamon roll. Yes, and I love the salted caramel and the dinner mint. Alrighty, we'll go to ProCareNow.com and use code OSLP at checkout to save some money. You guys ask us all the time, what is our favorite protein powder? Yeah, literally we see this question Every day. And the answer is always devotion. Yeah. Oh, my goodness. I even use it this morning to make my own sweet treat for nighttime because it's just a a brownie batter pudding. And you literally just use one scoop and then milk or water. And then I use it every morning in my profi. It's so delicious. Oh, my God. I want one right now thinking of it. Seriously, it's 20 grams of protein. So go get yours now at DevotionNutrition.com. And use code OSLP to save some money. Okay, trying to figure out portion sizes after weight loss surgery is fucking hard. So hard. So freaking hard. So we found this company and they take the guesswork out of it. Yeah, my goodness, guys. Look, it's portion perfection. They have bowls and plates and they have all sorts of organizing things on their website. I can't wait to get more. But it literally tells you one cup, one and a half cup, a fourth of a cup. Like the guesswork is completely gone. Yes. And the plate, even better. Protein, salad, veggies, whatever. And then this little section, carbs. So Because you can have carbs. You so, can have carbs. We are so excited and we cannot wait to see what you guys think of this. We This is definitely OSLP approved. 100%. So the link is down below. So click that link, get your discount and start getting your portions correctly now. Well, thanks to this lady over here, I know that hot tea is so much better after surgery. Oh, my goodness. Yes, it makes the liquids go down so much easier. So much smoother. And we are so excited Mm -hmm. that we found this badass woman-owned tea company. Yeah. Oh, my goodness. So exciting. Their tagline is actually, we fucking love tea. Yes. And... What better describes us? Seriously, everything's organic. Like they they're all loose leaf. And this one is called literally you're fucking awesome. Yes. And the back of it says fucking direction. So this is our kind of people. They talk like us. They act like us. And we fucking love tea. Yes. And this one is rad as fuck. And it actually says shine your light bright Mel. They make sure that it is personalized to you when you order. Yeah. Be bold. Be bright. Be badass. You are so fucking rad. You light up this world. How cool. How could you not want to drink this tea? Seriously. It's so fun. And they have a straw for your drink. Pretty wicked because it's loose leaf, but the straw does not make any of the leaves come up. Exactly. Mm. And we have been nonstop drinking this tea since we got it. Yes. So we need you guys to go over and go to their website, modestmix.com. That's right. And order your tea. Don't forget to use our code, OurSleevedLife20, mm-hmm. to get a percentage off. 
That's right. Go now. Welcome back, OSLP family. Welcome, welcome. You are listening to Our Sleeve Life Podcast presents the Tiny Tummy Tales. Yeah. Uh, And this is Kelly. This is Matthew. And before we get started with our uh, guest for the Tiny Tummy Tales, we just want to remind you that we have one of the coolest events coming up. Yes, we do. It is in November and it is the Just Be You Bariatric Award Show. And it is the first ever to, to happen. I know. And it literally means just be you. Yeah. So you so, can dress how you want. Exactly. You can do what you want. We actually got a message the other day that said, so is this like a formal thing? Do I need to wear a tux? I, it was a guy. And I mean, even if you're a girl and you want to wear a tux, do it. Um, but I was like, honestly, like the goal is to like dress up and, and like get all glammed. Mm-hmm. But if you want to wear jeans and a t-shirt, that's fine. Just fucking do it. Yeah. Do you? Yes. That's exactly what it's all about. Exactly. So we are really excited for this event. It is November 12th in Portland, Oregon. Mm-hmm. It is at the Aladdin Theater. Yeah. It is a historic theater. Yeah. And tickets are only 80 bucks. Yes. And you get to meet all the presenters. You get to hang out with us. You yep. get to have swag bags. You get to get your picture done on a pink carpet. Pink carpet. No red carpet for these girls. That's you right. have to have a pink carpet. Mm-hmm. Um, and it, we are super excited for the sponsors that have decided to help us and support us in this new endeavor. I know. Um, so first and foremost, ProCare Health. ProCare. You guys all know, you hear it every single episode almost how we take them every single day we do we have glowing labs because of them and so it just made sense that they were our main sponsor for this event yes it does it makes complete sense and then we have the sleeve dietitian yes yes so she's part of the group because uh she's pretty awesome and she has a great great program oh my gosh it's it's excellent so finding support in this community is easy but then not easy and she makes it super easy. She yeah. gets, she does like 30 Zoom calls a month. It's crazy. So many. And almost every single one of her tribe leaders are bariatric patients. Which so they so cool. understand exactly where you're coming from because yep. they've been in that exact same spot. Um, and then we also have Dr. Eric the Georgetown Surgical, they are sponsoring us and he is also presenting, is. which Jamie is presenting also. Yes, so you get to come and meet her, which is, she's amazing in person. She really, really is. So, yeah. and we get to meet Tabitha. Well, she is the real Barry boss. Well, we've met her before. No, they get to meet her. Oh, they get to meet her. I thought you said <laughs> we get to, and I was like, um, we've met her several times. So, <laughs> no, she's one of our sponsors and she's a bariatric therapist. So, yes. she is a fun, fun lady and she's been on the podcast. We trust her with, with our, because like I wanted her to be my therapist for a hot minute but yes she can't because she's not licensed in Oregon yes yeah and then we have own bariatric bariatrics Nilani Mm -hmm. she she is a new person that we have not met in person correct but she seems like the sweetest person ever and so we get to hug her in person finally she's a personal coach she is she is a transformation coach so it's pretty interesting go and check out her Instagram and her website. It explains all of what she does. And it's kind of interesting. It is interesting. It's different. 
Yeah. And then we have Dr. Joe Cribben. Yeah. And yeah. Heather and Marty. Yes. And they're going to be at the show and you can take pictures of Marty. Yes. Um, and their facility is also sponsoring the punt. And we did so. get a little tidbit of information that he is in the process of picking out the perfect bow tie. Oh, perfect. Yes. Yeah. So Marty will have a bow tie on. He will be dressed to the nine. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> I love it. And what's really cool is one of our patrons actually won to be able to come down to the award show. Yes. Um, so that's also one of the benefits of being a patron is that you can get exclusive things like this. So like we had a whole raffle going and then I got to spin the wheel and we got to see who won. I was camping, um, so I was not able to be there when she spun no. the wheel, but I was just as excited to find out who it was. Right. It was pretty, pretty cool. And so that was Louise. And so like, that's why we pretty much say go over to patreon.com forward slash OSLP, pick a tier $5 or higher was, was what it was to get into that raffle mm-hmm. but we love the seven dollar or higher tier yeah that's our benchy tier it's our benchies yes. we, we like to call it the winner's bench because we have been called losers enough in our lives that's right and so we do not like the loser's bench mm-hmm. term so we changed it to the winner's bench and so it is our fond benchies i know we, we have a whole them. facebook support group going because we hate the other ones yeah <laughs> they're so they're, scary they're so negative I and know. toxic so we were like nope no negativity no toxicity in our group you yep. everybody just gets along and finds very besties within that group and yep. they become very connected uh it's really great yeah because really... we get to see their whole life like all the ups and downs and we get to help with tips and tricks and they've made some really cool bonds like some of them are like best friends yeah side of yeah. that group which is really cool most so, definitely so. and then don't forget to go over to youtube uh click that little bell hit subscribe do all of the things yeah. because then you get to watch us yeah you get to see who we're interviewing before we even get to them exactly because it's a free way to support us it is so this is the tummy the tiny tummy tails yes and we have miss holly yeah so welcome hello. holly hello hello how are you really? doing? Fantastic. 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 Yeah. Wow. And you're only two months in. Mm-hmm. I am two months. Um, May 13th, Friday the 13th. Oh, oh wow. Right. I totally forgot it was Friday the 13th for you. That's crazy. So I picked it. I'm not here though. <laughs> That's right. Because we have the same surgery date now. <laughs> we do. Yes. May 13th. So mine was a Wednesday back then though. You're just seven Friday. years apart. Yeah, seven, seven years. years yep, you're like oh. a big sister, but I'm older yeah. than you, so <laughs> I know. But you know what? This is what we have to look forward to. You will be fine in seven years. Yes, <laughs> yes. We we got each other's back. Yes. yes. So how does it? So let's go back. Let's go back and think about where you started to realize you had an issue with your weight. Was it a childhood thing? Was it adolescence? When did you start to kind of figure that out? Definitely, you know, I, for sure, probably like middle school, high school is when I really started. I think when the outside forces really started being the chatter behind you, like you're not this, you're not that, all these different things, you know? Hindsight, did I? Probably not. I yeah. mean, really, probably yeah. not. But that mindset you get into, and then you start the the dieting, right? Yeah. The, I needed, I need to be smaller. I need to look like this person. I need to look like that one. Then people think I'm overweight. I don't look like her. I don't wear the same size. As opposed to just being like, 
I'm in an adolescent who's yeah. just going through all the hormones and ups and downs, but no, I immediately started um, doing that. I think having a family who's overweight also okay. made me like, oh, that's going to be me immediately, yep. Yep. you know, um, which is kind of ironic because I have some family that's overweight, but my siblings, they are not. Oh, but, okay. But okay. for some reason in my head, I was like, yep, that's going to be me. I, I do actually recall, this is so horrible. I recall being really young and me being hungry and being like, mom, can I have another sandwich or whatever? You know, like I'm hungry. And her literally saying, well, you don't want to look like so-and-so in my family. Oh. And, oh, no. And I was young enough that in my head, guys, I was just like, well, what's wrong with her? Like, yeah. I love her. Like she's, she's my, she was my age, my aunt. Yeah. And I, so I was just like, what? So I just like, it kind of got, started getting put into me at a young age, but it was yeah. really when I was getting older and I was like, oh, you don't want to, don't need this, don't, you know, and that negativity really just started all that horrible talk behind, you know, I say behind cool. your back, but just behind you, like, don't eat this, don't eat that. Those, what, mm-hmm. what do they call them, the food police or whatever? And yeah. Yeah. yeah, food mm-hmm. police. Yeah. Well, and then crazy. I just, Started. It can start so early. Yeah. It's yeah. just like one-liners can really fuck with you. For the well, and the life. fact that you're, I don't know exactly how old you are, but you're, you're an adult and you're still remembering that specific moment um, and I'm that 40. specific moment. Yes, I would 40. not say you're 40. <laughs> I am 40. I own it. I am 40. You look that great. I would say 35, 36. So yeah, that's very nice of you. I thought but, you were our age. <laughs> yeah. But, no, that's why I said I'm, I'm, you could be my older sister in the bariatric world, but not in the real world. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm 40. Yeah. Okay. No, I remember that kind of stuff. So, I mean, you figure I'm 40. Um, and I started that, you know, in my adolescence, you know, yeah. almost yeah. 30 years of playing that freaking game with yourself yeah, in your head yeah. yeah 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 it's a hard battle I I mean I just recorded a little video this morning of because we recorded the episode about your self-worth mm-hmm. and my self-worth mm-hmm. is very much tied to my weight mm-hmm. and the fact that I don't give myself enough credit that I am now not bedridden I have still lost 65 pounds there are things that are still a success within my life there's still wins yeah but my self-worth is tied to the fact that I'm not at that lowest weight and that's probably tied to uh, many things within my life but yeah yeah it's it's very hard to not be hyper-focused on your weight and how you could be a failure considered a failure in your own head Mm-hmm. because you're not at the weight that everybody else is at yeah or you think you need to be at you know yeah. even even if you accept like i accept the fact that i'm never going to be a size four uh-huh. that's not who i am that's not my it's not how my my siblings are my you know and um but even if i was like oh i should be a size 12 let's just throw yeah. out a, a normal number right yeah but if i wasn't there yeah like oh you're not there yet you're not yep. there yet you're not there yep. yet even if you Yep. And I think that comes a lot with, along with the fact that we all tend to keep clothes that don't fit as goal clothes. Oh yeah. And so every time you look at that piece of clothing and you're like, I'm not there yet, 
I'm not there yet. In your head, you're saying, I'm not worthy of that piece of clothing yet. Even yep. because you could always return it and just get a bigger size that it would yeah. fit. Yeah. But you yep. choose to hold on to that piece to remind yourself that you're not worthy until you get but to that But you're not size. there yet, yeah. And that's just completely inaccurate. That's why they make different sizes. But, <laughs> but we lie to ourselves though and say, yes. oh, but it's a goal. This is to mo- motivate me yeah but really it's not motivating you like you said it's really detrimental to you to have that smaller size and be like oh when i get Mm -hmm. this is my motivation i want to fit into this Mm -hmm. why we've all told ourselves right yeah buy a smaller size i'm going to work really hard to get into it yeah it's such a it's such a bullshit lie because it's really it is right it's more detrimental to us it's it's hurting us in the long term by looking at that constantly correct and that goes along with the fact that we were talking about that on the last episode that we did of when we say that I'm going to lose such and such amount of weight for a wedding, a party, a birthday, a vacation, whatever it is, you're putting your own self-worth down by saying that you're not worthy of going to the wedding, going to the vacation, you know, wearing that dress because you're not a certain weight. When we've been taught at a young age that that's okay to do like that's the yeah, diet right. culture thank right you diet there. culture <laughs> right there right in your face yeah don't you guys remember the whole the teeny beauty like the, the yellow polka dot bikini yeah, yeah. like that was like a, it's a commercial it's just showing yeah. you like you'll fit into it one time yeah like that was not helpful <laughs> no not at all but oh it's to goodness. sell a product yeah to make you lose weight and then when you go off of it you gain the weight back. So then you go back on the product. So it's a way of keeping you always back paying for that product. Yeah. They want your money. Like, yeah. I understand these are corporations that just want money. from Yes. Them. There is a whole team of billion people. Billion dollars. Yes. Billion dollar industry. To fuck with your brain. Yes. So you spend money. Yeah. 100%. Period. Yes. 100%. Yep. It's so, such BS. Yeah. So when did the first thought of having bariatric surgery pop into your life? All right, I'm gonna hijack this just for a minute, you guys. Go right ahead. Um, so I worked. You guys know I've been in the medical field my whole life, mm-hmm. um, and I worked in a hospital. And I remember the gastric bypass was starting to become more of a like a oh you can do it. And so mm-hmm. I started working with people who were like I'm gonna get gastric bypass, or back in the day the um, lap band. Mm-hmm. And these ladies that had gastric bypass um, really enforce the stigma. And I'm part of the stigma. Mm-hmm. I, I'm, I was your main target uh, to try to change things. That's two because and two. I know. What? <laughs> oh, we Our just. Our last tiny yeah. details were the same way. the same way. Right? So they had a huge stigma about it. Yep. Yeah. Huge. I mean, I worked in the medical field and I'm sitting there going, if you could do this, then why don't you change your addiction to something else? Mm. Like just if you're going to change from eating, right. To why don't you just go to working out? Why don't you do this? Well, I worked with so many people who had the surgery and um, one of them, uh, rumor has it, if you will, that she literally put rocks in her pockets. Oh, to, like the weight thing. To, yeah. To qualify for the surgery. Wow. So there, there's one of my examples, you know, yeah. in my early 20s, like, mm-hmm. and she had other medical issues that it was like scary, scary medical issues. 
Then I had somebody else who had it done. And before you know it, they're talking about how they've stretched out their pouch, which how are we going to get people to stop believing that? But, but they were just going to Taco Bell every night or Starbucks mm. on their way to work because they work night mm-hmm. shift. Yeah. You know, this kind of stuff. So they were like, oh yeah, I can eat whatever I want now. I can do this. I can do that. I'm like, God, like, why would anybody do this to themselves? Mm-hmm. Nobody is getting the, doing this for the right reasons. Mm-hmm. Then I had a friend who was really tall. She was overweight. And she was like, I really think I want to do this. And we talked about it. I was like, you know what? If, you know what? You want to do it for your kids. I get it. You guys, I think within probably two, maybe three months, she was drinking. She was Whoa. drinking frescas. So I'm like caffeine, carbonation yeah, and alcohol. And I'm just sitting there going like, what the fuck? Yeah. Yeah. I was just like, I can't believe it. And then she started smoking. Oh so, no. So I was like, what is the point of this? Like, yeah. what is the point of all these people? Like, yeah, she's kept her weight off. Good for her. But um, I don't know if she still has, but um, but she's drinking all the right. time. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I and so I was just like, there's no way in hell. I remember one day I went up to um one of my cardiologists and I was like, Hey, Stan, what do you think about gas? Just and he's like, Oh, Holly, I don't think you need it. And I was like, I was like, no, but I'm like. What do you think of it long-term? And he was like, well, you know, if you can find a new addiction, a new healthy one, I had a patient who did it. Now his addiction's working out. Mm-hmm. And I was like, well, if his addiction was working out, why can't he just work out before having surgery? Like, mm-hmm. I don't know. I don't understand it. Right, right. So I was seriously the person that was like, no, it's not, it's not a good idea for people. Um, you just manifest your addiction somewhere else. You need to actually deal with your issues and your shit. Otherwise, mm-hmm. this is pointless. Pointless, right? And so, um, I lived that for a long time, a long time. Yeah. And people, and I'm like, nope, no way. I had another acquaintance, and I still follow her on um, Instagram. And she had the, I don't know, bypass leave. I don't know which one. Another person started drinking. Yep, started mm-hmm. drinking, and I'm like, oh my god! Like when, when she did, I think she did 30 or 90 days of no drinking. And I'm like, oh, good. But then mm-hmm. they celebrate it with a huge mimosa party. I'm like, <laughs> oh, so I'm just no. watching all these counterintuitive. Yes. But it doesn't though, because that's what we do with food. We'll go on a diet, be awesome for six months. And then that last yes. day we're like splurge gone crazy. Mm-hmm. So it's just the transfer addiction behavior. But it is counter counterintuitive because you're celebrating the thing that you were trying to stay away from. Yeah. By using the thing that you're trying to stay away from. Yep. Yep. Yes. 100%. Okay. <laughs> All right. Yeah. Yeah. No, it totally. I mean, and I, I've seen people do that on 21 day fix or whole 30 or whatever. And then they're like, I can buy the cars. You know, yeah, it's hard. Yeah. yeah. And you're like, okay, well, there's with that idea. So I was, I seriously was just that person who, you know, every once in a while I would think about it. And then I was just like, no, no, I'm not doing this. Cause I'm like, this is, not gonna work it's bullshit it's the easy way out i said it yeah and, uh, I'm like, yeah. i said it i know don't, don't shoot me down but i was like no i and then i mean i did every diet of course like you guys did no man i did weight watchers multiple times i did bittermine i did um oh i even did hypnosis that was a fun one. oh really yeah what was that i'll tell like? you um it was emotional it was weird 
But I will say that the hypnosis got me off soda. Okay. Ah, okay. So, so I'm like, in a way. It, well, yeah, I'm like, it was a win. Like, I can now maybe, well, not now, but, you know, before I could maybe drink Sprite, but I can't stand a Coke. I can't stand any of that now. Like, the flavor is disgusting. And I was like a diet Dr. Pepper fiend. Okay. Oh, okay. Like, four or five a day. Wow. Nice. This was a couple of years ago. And um, yeah. so, so hey, hey, for hypnosis, that got me off that, but it didn't yeah. for my weight. So I'm like, I just kept doing, and, and uh, I I did Weight Watchers after I had my kids. I lost like 50 some mm-hmm. odd pounds, and bullshit, well, guess what? Comes back. Yeah. Because you know, yeah. I just got tired of tracking. I think we talked about oh. that before tracking, tracking, yeah. tracking. Yeah. And, um, you know, or you guys talked about it, how you like, like, wasn't it you who just absolutely hated tracking and you're I used hate, to it? I hate yeah. tracking. Yeah. Yes. I feel like I'm back in Weight Watchers when I'm yes. tracking and weighing my food. Yeah. Yes. I wasn't sure because I've known you for so long and now you go into therapy. I wasn't sure if that was the fact that you hated tracking because of Weight Watchers or is that just part of your avoidance? No, that was purely it. Maybe 50 50. I'm going to be honest. 50 50. It's part of my avoidance because I don't like to be smacked in the face with what my choices are yeah but the other half of it is when I'm tracking I feel like I'm on a diet and then Mm -hmm. when I had this surgery my mindset was this is not another diet this is the rest of my life and so I didn't want to look at it like I'm going to be on a diet for the rest of my freaking life yeah what's what's the point like I might as well just do Weight Watchers then and I hated Weight Watchers I absolutely hated the whole process of it you had to walk into a building with a bunch of strangers, sit there and talk about what you ate the last week. You had to weigh in yourself in front of everybody. And then you had to sit there and weigh everything you ate. And if you didn't hit your points, you felt like a failure. Oh, that's not fun. It's not a fun experience. It wasn't for me, at least. Some people do really well with that. They, yeah. they do really well with the, with the way the that things are done. Yeah. yeah. I was not but, one of those people. But hold on. Let's be honest. Um, if people did really well on it, they wouldn't be a billion dollar corporation. Correct. Yeah. Correct. But it's, I mean, how many times, I mean, I probably did it maybe four times. Yeah. So yeah. if it's so, but no. Great for me. Yeah. yeah. It's just a cycle. It's just another product. Yeah. Yeah. But people yeah. do it. They get tired. It's like I said, I was right there with you. Tired of the weighing, tired of always having to think about like, what am I doing? What am I, you know? Mm-hmm. Oh, if I'm going to eat salami or am I going to eat chicken? Well, chicken's like, okay, let's do this. Let's do this, you know? Yeah. And then they constantly kept changing the program too. So I was like, this is bad. Like, you yeah, did you didn't down. know. Yeah, it was constantly changing. Every time I signed up, it was a different program. And so you had yep. to relearn everything. Oh, that's. And it was very confusing, but that's how they keep it. Because if they confuse you, mm-hmm. then you have to relearn everything, which means you stay on longer. Plus, they make it very fucking hard to cancel it. <laughs> very fucking hard. Do they? They do. Because if you make it hard to cancel it, people are like, it's only 10 bucks a month. What the fuck? Yeah. It doesn't really matter. Yeah. Or they'll get frustrated. And they'll be like, I'll do it tomorrow. And like we all know, tomorrow never comes. Monday never comes. Yep. So that's what happens with it. Yep. That's I kept annoying. it for six months paying every single month. Until you canceled? Until I like was adamant that I was not doing it again. Oh, wow. Yeah. Oh, yeah, because that's the other thing. It's tip. I'll, I'll start it again. I'll start it again. It really does work. I'll start uh-huh. it again. Yep. I lost weight on it. I'll start it again. It's the most healthiest way. I'll st- it's no. not. It's not. It's not. There's a different no. way to do the things. The things. Yeah. So, 
Yeah. So anyway, so, so I would think about it and then I was like, no, 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 this is like the worst idea. Yeah. Um, because it's just not, it's not effective and it doesn't work. Yeah. Um, because you just manifest it somewhere else. And, um, and so I just, that was kind of my mindset. And every once in a while I would get so fed up and like, oh, I'm just going to do it. And then no. And then finally, I think it was last, well, it was for sure last year. And I was like, <laughs> maybe I should do it. And I was like, no, no, talk myself out of it again. And I was driving and I would have like serious XM and I put on the doctor like show because I love listening to the medical ones. Mm-hmm. And it was about gas and process. And I was like listening to it and I was like, oh shit. Mm-hmm. This, this sounds different. This isn't like the typical first person, oh, I did it for this reason. This is what I'm doing. It was like, no, this is why it works. This is why diets do not work. Uh-huh. And I was just like, like, the oh. first time I had to stop and go, I <laughs> like, have I been wrong this whole time? Yeah. Like, oh, now I'm questioning my, my beliefs. Yeah. So I was like, well, if I'm going to question my beliefs, let's look into it more. So I immediately was like, well, I bet I'll get my another podcast. <laughs> and, um, and there were not a lot of doctor ones. No. And I wanted medical i didn't want people's hearsay like this is what i do and i'd be like well, that's you know <laughs> like you're not following what you need you know what i mean like everybody has this different opinion you know you guys talk about that with um facebook groups and mm-hmm. you get bad information and i was just like no i want just freaking doctors just want to yeah. but i wasn't finding any and lo and behold i found one with lisa lampanelli <laughs> ah which was yep and i was like Oh, I love her. I was like, I didn't know she had the surgery. I was like, she's so great. So I was like, I might just listen to Lisa. Like, if anything, it'll probably be funny. Right. Yeah. Right. And so she brought me to you guys. Oh, that's, cool. that's super yeah, cool. So finding this podcast. So then I started listening to like, uh, so I listened to like one or two. I was like, oh, okay. All right. Like, I kind of, I kind of like this, like, no bullshit kind of thing. I think I found another doctor one at some point, listened to that. And then I just started listening to you guys from the very first episode. I was like, <laughs> like, like I treated you guys like your book, which obviously yeah, yeah. this does not work that way. Most <laughs> people do though. Most people do treat it like a book. Like well, they start at the beginning and then go forward. On the first two seasons, you can. If yeah. After that, you can't. No, no, because we bounce around a lot. Yep. Um, for the, 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 the timeline's different. Yeah. 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 Yeah, because you guys are recording and then you're like talking. I was like, wait a minute, did I miss it? Did I miss an episode? What happened? Yeah. But no, yeah. so I started listening to you guys. And mm-hmm. um, I'm not a paid endorser, but um, <laughs> I, <laughs> I, I started listening to you guys. And then I was like, oh, this is, they're just kind of like honest about it. And they're talking. And then you guys started bringing in other people. And I was like, okay, like listening to, and not even the the old tummy tales or what we don't call them anymore. But it was just like bringing in like, dr d yeah and mm-hmm. her just no you know and uh i think one of you guys did it or not one of you guys you guys did one where it was like um oh crap just like what people said to you your support groups all that kind of oh, stuff yeah. that, that yeah. negative and i was like so like real yeah, yeah. And so i started doing it and i was like i'm gonna ask for a referral i'm like yeah. i'm just gonna ask my doctor for a referral i'm like just gonna do it because i'm like what's worse i changed my mind right yeah you can always back out yeah. if you want to yeah. But in the meanwhile, I was still listening to you guys. I literally was finding myself. So I'm in California and I'm out 
three to four hours away from my favorite ocean area. Okay. So I would literally get my kids up in the morning. I have girls, you know, twin girls, and I would put them in the car and I would drive three, four hours just to listen to you guys. Oh my God. (laughs) We'd go play at the ocean for a few hours, do our thing, and I'd drive home and listen to you guys. Oh, and so, so cool. I was just like super immersed in mm-hmm. you guys. Like anytime I was in the car, I'm like, kids watch your movie. I'm listening to the ladies. <laughs> and um, and that's what made me start going, okay. And then the, my referral, and then I just started the process. And but it was really that that one random time turning on the radio, listening mm-hmm. to the doctors talking about gastric and sleep, and then you guys that made me completely change my whole perception about weight loss surgery well and i think uh i mean first off thank you yes we we really appreciate that because that's what we're trying to do thank you (laughs) (laughs) you're welcome um but i think that there's so much of the weight loss surgery world that is all rainbows and sunshine and that's what's put out there is that like i had surgery i lost 150 pounds and now i'm golden like i think there's so much of that but it rarely covers what could happen of regain, of not having a support system, of divorce, of transfer addiction, of all of these different things that are rarely talked about because at the end of the day, the surgery itself is amazing. It works, it does, but there's so many other factors to that surgery that people don't talk about. Right. Yes. Um, it, we're, it's getting more into the mainstream of talking about those things and that it's okay to talk about the fact that you've regained. It's okay to talk about if you've had transfer addiction. And I think a lot of people want to know about that. And so from day one, we've always been very open and honest yeah. about what our journeys looked like. And Mel went through a bunch of stuff. Yeah. I was still in my honeymoon stage. So yeah. I was like, everything's perfect. And then, uh, like, well, you know, for it. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And Wait. then your husband leaves you. Yeah. <laughs> and there you go. And then yeah. you start discovering the that there's a whole nother side to this. And so it, it helps that you get to hear not only the good and the great, but also the bad and the even worse. Mm-hmm. And be prepared for every aspect of the journey that it brings you because it is not only a year after your surgery that you deal with these things yeah. for the rest of your life. So, so what happened at your very first appointment with your surgeon? Oh my gosh. Well, so I'm Kaiser. So okay. Kaiser does things a little different. So yes, um, so I got my referral and then first I had to go through a three hour orientation. Of course. Yes, of course, which was fine. It went through a lot of stuff. You know, they had sent me the Bible because we're COVID time. So you can't actually go in and got it. See people. Yeah. So it's all just on Zoom like we are today or whatever the system they use, teams. But, and so I did three hour orientation. Okay. And then in the orientation, it was kind of vague, like, well, um, you have to, you know, they told me, they lined the outline, everything we had to do. And then it was like, well, you'll either go to your psych appointment first or you'll go to the MD appointment first. Oh, okay. Okay. Like, which one? Yeah. Oh, it just depends. Okay. They make those decisions. I was like, all right. Alrighty then. So I literally had my orientation on October 13th. Okay. And then they're like, wait, you know, four or five days, you're going to get a call. The next day I got a call. And I got chosen for psych first. Oh, okay. Okay. 
And I got chosen for psych person. This is my personal belief because I have a history of anxiety and they have me on depression, but no, but mostly anxiety and I'm on anxiety meds for anxiety. So I think they were like, well, let's get this psych issue (laughs) taken care of. Like, is she ready before we even send her to the doctor? So that took the longest um, because I had to go down there and I had to find childcare. So I went in on my psych appointment on November 22nd. Okay. Wow. It wow, was so easy, guys. I got like everyone's I'm like, whatever. She was super nice. As I was the most person that I think I connected with. That's and awesome. told her my story, like you guys, like, um, here I am. Just I kind of thought this was bullshit for all these years and uh, the easy way out. And then two days later, I had a Zoom with my doctor. Oh, wow. Wow. That's been my biggest um, complaint, I will say. And and maybe it's just all COVID times. It's everything I've, every time I've seen my doctor, aside from surgery, it's been on Zoom. Oh. So he's okay. literally like, you You and I are talking. He's like, okay, stand up, stand back, turn around, pull up your shirt. Okay. That's so foreign. Like, that would feel so weird. I'd be like, oh, am I on OnlyFans? I know. Like, what <laughs> is happening right now? <laughs> and our, our, our connection was crappy. It was like super windy that day. I think it's that, or he was having issues. Anyways, I don't know. But I was just like, okay. He's like, all right, well, you can have whatever surgery you want. And I'm like, oh, okay. Well, in my head, I've been listening to you guys. So I was like, well, I want to sleep, of course. And, uh, but I was like, that's it. He's like, okay, do you have any other questions for me? And I'm all, no, I guess not. Like, I don't know. And uh, he was like, okay, you need to lose 14 pounds before surgery. Okay. And I was like, okay, but he counted when I went in for my referral, when I went and saw my doctor, he counted some of that weight. So I, was, I only had to lose like 11 pounds. Oh, nice. And so I was like, okay. all, right, all right, whatever. But okay. I had all the other hoops to go through. And we're talking the day before Thanksgiving. Yeah. So in my head, I was like, I, I did this really dumb thought process in my head. I was like, this is my last holiday. I'm not going to worry about everything. Yeah. Which yeah. is such the wrong dieting mentality, right? But because that's the diet that, mentality, though. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. But you guys know, you know, seven to all these years out, you can still enjoy Thanksgiving later on. Yeah. yeah. It's just that first year. That first year. Yeah. But in my head, I was like, I'm never going to. And then, uh, but then I listened to you guys and I, I, I brought myself back down. But anyway, so I didn't really <laughs> give a crap until I think New Year. I was like, all right. Okay. I better really start this process. But in the process, I still had to do, um, with Kaiser, I had, do you want me to go into this now? Yeah. Okay. So I had to do a nutrition appointment, which was like okay. two hours long. Zoom. Okay. So Zoom again. Um, we had to do a one support group with Kaiser. Okay. Um, that's where I think I got really discouraged was because I listened to your story, Kelly. Okay. Where you were like, so in tune with your the whole team right? Yeah. Like, yeah. So it's such an awesome, and I didn't have any of that. My, okay. my support group was work. It was horrible. Yeah. Like most of the people didn't even talk. It wasn't like, you know, the benches, you know, it wasn't, yeah. so I was like, this sucks. So in my head, I was like, this is, I was getting really discouraged and upset. Cause I was like, I wanted the experience you had. Kelly. Yeah. Like, I wanted that yeah. with that feeling with that nutritionist, but I never met them face to face. Yeah. Because it was Zoom and there was how many people in the class? And there was nobody. I remember literally, and I think my nutrition class, was nutrition, anyways, in one of my classes, 
um, I was talking about, I was like, oh my God, I'm like, I mentioned you guys. I was like, I listened to this podcast. I love it. And somebody else was like, oh, I listened to them too. Oh, nice. And I was like, no way. So I messaged her on the side, like, hey, oh my gosh. Yeah. Just think in Sacramento. We both listen to you guys. Maybe we can chat, exchange information, something. Yeah. No, she didn't even reply to me. Oh no, you got ghosted. I was like, and I don't even know if she saw it because it's just all these, it's not. That's true. In teams, teams you can't send private messages. It's just like to everybody. I was like, oh my gosh, but I thought maybe we could banter and then get information. No. I was like, so I was like, cool. I have no very besties. I was so discouraged by that. I was like, I have no very besties because I'm not meeting anybody in person. Yeah. These support groups are just bullshit they're lame yeah and I was like great so I kind of got really discouraged but then we also had to do um so that nutrition we had to do a mindful eating class oh I like that interesting and actually this is where I used to say you know like 10 years ago if I was ever going to have surgery I'd only do it if I was with Kaiser and because Kaiser does they're so good at preventative yeah. They okay. want preventative. They don't want to treat you on your, you know, they want all the preventative. So they put a ton of money into you for preventative. Okay. Nice. Okay. And so there's literally a mindful eating class um, twice a month and they change um, and they go on for like six months and they change um, the poppets every time. Oh, that's really okay. cool. And so I did a bunch of them and then I missed some and I'll start up again. But I mean, they were like eating out. Um, I don't know. I had the whole thing, but there was a bunch of them. So I did a bunch of mindful eating classes just because I was like, well, that's kind of a good little. That's helpful. Yeah. Yeah. That was helpful. But again, I was just like, I'm, I finally, probably in January, I probably finally realized this is not going to be, these aren't going to be my people. Yeah. Like I accepted it. I was like, you know what? I'm going to Kaiser. You know, you guys are always such big advocates and I completely agree with you on finding the right surgeon. Yeah, yeah, I need the right surgeon. And that's so huge. But for me, being Kaiser, you don't have a choice. I don't have a choice unless I want to pay out of pocket. And I was like, oh, no. No. Um, Because I have really good insurance. So I was like, no. Um, So I think I just accepted the fact that, no, these are not going to be my people. And instead, you guys are going to be my people. There you go. Like, I realized that that this, you're the community you made, the Benjis, those are going to be my people. Yeah. And that's where I was going to get all the support. And instead of being discouraged and constantly frustrated or feeling like it wasn't going to work or whatever with Kaiser, mm-hmm. I was just like, no, I'm going to Kaiser for the medical end of it. Yeah. I'm going to get my surgery. I'm going to get my labs. They're going to do what I'm supposed to do. Any medical yeah. problems I have, but for all the emotional support, yeah, it was just going to be you guys. And the Which- we love having you. So well, it makes you. Sense. I love you guys. I'm just happy that you found a support that you can let you gel with because like I I feel like that's hard. Yeah. And that hard. can either derail you or help you. Yeah. If you don't yeah. have that support system, whether that be in person or through a support group. Yeah. It's needed. Yes. It's really needed, guys. That's it's super needed. And that's why when I first was doing it through mine, I was like, well, oh my gosh, what? And then I realized that Patreon and Again, not a paid endorser, but uh, <laughs> but no. But once I realized, oh, up my tier, mm-hmm. and then I can join the binges, and then we have. And I'm not even on social media a bunch, but no. just having that support to need that, and then our monthly Zoom meetings, mm-hmm. 
are are my favorite. Like yeah. I've been in, I've been in therapy since October, so I'm like, and, and I've been in therapy a lot of other times in my life. So, but even there's times now um, as I'm getting ready to finish and graduate therapy, um, uh, that I'm finding that my binge Zoom meeting is more beneficial to me than therapy. So. Oh. oh wow! Because just that support with you guys, mm-hmm. just talking to and seeing all these people who are going through the ups and downs, you know, and just and I found my very best is because of you guys, you know. Yes. Elise is I talked to Elise and Frank and I. Oh, Frank, I know you and you and Frank. I love so it. cute. Frank and I are on each other constantly. Like, what's going on? What's happening? You know, and we talk each other off the ledge a few times, and uh, yeah. And that's so important to have. It is. But I wasn't finding that in my program. So with you guys, I think that's what gave me even the more uh, security. I don't want to say confidence, but the security to go forward and go, okay, I have people. I have people if I need people. You do. It's not just the superficial you see on Instagram. Yeah. Correct. Correct. Yep. It is a deep and meaningful relationship that you can build upon what you guys are going through. Mm -hmm. And it's not even oh we went to school I mean we went to school together and that's why we're friends but we have a deeper connection now because of the surgery and obviously we were on a podcast together but we have a deeper connection because of the surgery we have this thing that not many people know what it's like no and so you become very deeper connected with them yeah you bond yeah bond bond I mean, we bonded we yeah. really and especially with the people that are in the support group we bonded with <laughs> yes. them because you can see the ups and downs and yeah. we start mm-hmm. like getting to really know people and we really care about them because yeah. I I went through it completely alone yeah. so yeah I, and I had zero support it was just the fact of like yeah my husband helped me through the whole process but it was not the same support when they actually know someone that went through it yes. and is going through it like that's a huge deal yeah. so it anyways, really yeah it is it, I mourned. I literally mourned that I wasn't going to have anybody down here to connect with. Yeah. Like, I was yeah. just like, I have no one down here to connect with. The one person that I knew that had it, that I still follow on Instagram or whatever. I was like, that's not somebody I want to emulate. Like, that's yeah. not somebody I want to be like that. We do not see Ida. She's the one who started drinking, you know, and did her 90 or whatever day and celebrated with drinking. I'm like, that's <laughs> not who I want to. So I was just really... No. I, I was, I was really sad for a while until I had to pull myself out of it. Cause you know, you watch you two yeah. do have each other and you're like, Oh no. And you guys call each other. And I was like, yeah, that's so nice. I wish I had something like that. And then, and <laughs> now, now you got Frank, now you, you got Frank, Frank connected. And Elise. Yeah. I mean, now and I do. Now. And I check in with Elise all the time too. I'm like, no, let's just, let's. Yeah. Cause yeah. you guys are all really close in mm-hmm. your surgery dates too. Yes. Yeah. So it makes sense that you would all bond together mm-hmm. and be each other's support, even yeah. though you aren't like locationally wise close to each other, you're still able to use social media and, you know, texting and all of that to actually check in with each other. And I love that. And that's what support yeah. groups are all about. Like, that, yeah, that's that what our point. support group is all about. Yeah. Is kept finding your very besties, finding those people that really understand you in a non-toxic, non-drama filled way. Yes. We do not allow trolls in our group. No, so. yeah, no, we <laughs> no do troll. not. Nope. No, nope. no. I haven't met one yet. And um, yeah. 
That's and because fun. of it, I actually like really tried to limit my um, self on other social, like I was a part of a Facebook Kaiser bariatric yeah. and I don't even get on that anymore because um, I feel like I'm done with Kaiser now. I mean, aside from my routine, you know, labs, yeah. all that kind of stuff you have to do. Yeah. But I'm like, I'm not here to give them any more advice or anything like that. Um, and I saw so much bad information. Yeah, that's yeah, the biggest problem. Different things. I'm like, what are you guys doing? Like, what the hell? Or yeah. I'm, do- I'm doing my gummies. I'm doing gummies. And I'm like, they've absolutely said no gummies. No gummies. Yeah, we are actually going to do a uh, episode on the fucking Flintstone vitamin that Kaiser tells their patients to use to take. No, they don't tell. Not in my. my not mine. The one here in Oregon apparently tells all of their patients to take Flintstone vitamins, yeah. that it's totally fine. Yeah, that's bullshit. And that's where Kaiser gets the bad name because my Kaiser was like, they actually gave us a list of things I could take. Mm-hmm. Like, these are the ones you can take. Do not take gummies. Do not take these. Mm-hmm. And I actually was taking one vitamin. It was a chewable. Um, and... I said, because Kaiser makes you like, they're like, before we even go on, they're like, let me see all your meds. Oh, man. And we want, they, so they looked at every single one of my vitamins and what was in the back. And one I've been taking, um, thanks to you guys for months, months. And then I went and did my lab work and I was like, let's see. I was like, I would expect these numbers to be a little bit higher, but I was like, okay, well, maybe not. And then my, my, um, nutritionist or the nurse or whatever was like no you can't take that one she literally was like you cannot you can take this one from this brand and i was like mm-hmm. oh okay but i was glad to know but yeah. no they like they're they will tell you no you cannot take that one and, and so my kaiser and that's the problem is like i'm kaiser sacramento that region and right. we, they come from like an hour or two away or three hours away depending to just to this bariatric uh, one but then you have, yes, Oregon, okay. and then you have South, you have Southern California, and everyone's a little bit different, and they do mm-hmm. different diet things and all sorts of stuff. Yeah. Uh, and they call them different, but no, my program was like, oh, absolutely not, no, yeah. you do not get to. But there are still so many people that I don't like them. Can I take? I'm like, oh, just take these. My doctor said I could just take these. I'm like, Shh. you're like, stop it. Everybody's <laughs> blood work is different. You yes. need different things yeah. to function, like. Oh, it's so frustrating. Yeah. Did you at least have like home support? Like, did your family be cool with this? Like, what was going on there? Uh, a lot of support. So, uh, okay. married, married for almost seven years, and um, and when I first told him, like a long time, like before I even got the referral, I was like, I've kind of been thinking about this, and he was like, he cried. He's a oh, very, really? he's an emotional guy. He was like, I don't want you to think I don't love you, and I don't think you're beautiful, and I'm like. Oh, no, I'm like, this is for me because I'm tired of thinking about my weight. That's where yeah. I was. I was like, I'm tired of dieting. I'm yeah. tired of thinking about my weight. I'm tired of constantly in this battle with myself. Yeah. And then so when I decided to do it, he was just like, okay, all right. And then once I did, he was like, then he started getting really excited because he struggles with his weight too. So he's like, this will be good for all of us. Like, yeah, yeah. fantastic. So yeah. he's, he was super duper supportive. Um, uh my one sister I told uh bless her heart uh she was like um I don't really know if that's what you need to do Mm -hmm. 
but I knew that was going to be her response. Yep. I knew she was going to be a little bit more, um, uh, I don't want to say judgmental, but cautious mm-hmm. about it. And I was like, I know. I was like, I knew you were going to say that, but no, I'm doing it. Like I was already so far into it. I was like, yeah, yeah I'm doing it. One of your opinions is not going to change the yeah. thing. Yeah. And then my other sister who I'm super, super close with, I mean, she has questions like, well, you were successful on White Watchers. Well, how is this different? You know, just honest questions. And I had yeah, no problem with it out. Yeah. yeah the yeah. honest questions. Um, mm-hmm. And everybody else was like, well, if that's what you want to do, you know, my other sibling and um, stuff. And then my friends, they ranged, as you can imagine. Um, mm-hmm. Most, some of them were, I've been thinking about it too. Ah, nice. Mm-hmm. nice. I've been thinking about it too, and I'm like, oh yeah. And what I'm like, yeah, I've really been wanting to do it, or I've been, you know, I've been thinking about it. And then um, to complete support, we're like, oh my god, good for you, yay! Like just nice. all just the excitement. And then um, and my very best friend did the the um, okay. Well, if that's what you need to do, but I I know people who came to wait that you know, right. or who haven't been yeah. successful. I'm like. And my response was, yeah, yeah, that's real. Yeah, it happens. It can really happen. Yeah. Yeah. But it doesn't mean that it's going to happen to me. It's not the surgery's fault that the weight get, comes back. It's the person that had the surgery. It's because you're not doing enough mental work or you're not, or you're completely just ignoring all the, the, the guys yeah. for after. Yes. Yeah, that's why it comes back. It's not the surgery itself. When I think people forget, like, there's always going to be good and bad, no matter what. No matter what you do, whatever decision you make, whether it's medical or whether it's financial, like, there's going to be bad and good. Like, it's a yin and yang. Like, no matter what we do, so it's like we just got to do our best to not be. If we don't want to be in the negative side, then we have to work to not be in the negative side. Yeah, for sure. All we can do. Yeah. So let's. Let's talk about where you're at now. Okay. Because I'm I'm interested in knowing how it's gone since surgery. Okay. Okay. So um again, not a pain endorser. Yeah. I think a lot of the things that ha- have happened since surgery hasn't rocked my world because of you guys. Yay. That makes when, me feel happy. Yeah. When I've had like emotional, so so first off, let's just start with surgery. Let, let me not yeah. go crazy. So surgery, I had it on a Friday. Um, Kaiser, because I was asleep, they were nice enough to kick me out after a couple hours. Oh, okay. Uh, okay. <laughs> okay. Um, I have had issues with surgery in the past and anesthesia. So I went in going like, mm, you guys better be ready because I might try to uh, pass out on you or die. And um, <laughs> because it's only happened the last two surgeries I've had. So, oh, um, so consistent. Yeah. Yeah. Actually, technically three, but the last two in the last, you know, five years. So uh, where they've had to give me meds and bring my heart rate back up and all that fun stuff. So I told oh, them man. all that ahead of time. So I think they kind of counteracted and were careful with me. Good. But um, waking up uh, the pain. Yeah. yeah. Okay. You guys did not warn me about the pain. <laughs> well, everybody's uh, Kelly, talent is different. No, no. Yeah. I have a. I have a super duper high pain tolerance. Yeah. A super duper high. So mm-hmm. I, and I've had my, I had my gallbladder out and mm. I never took any payments for my gallbladder. Oh, nice. I went home the next day. I think my surgeon gave me Toradol and my IV and that was it. I mean, I went home the next day. I never took a payment. So okay. I was like, this isn't going to be much different. Right. Ellie was up walking. Like, I'll, I'll be okay. It's going to be a little bit of pain. That's okay. <laughs> the 
I found out that they were, this is such bullshit, you guys. They were sending me home with children's Tylenol, mm-hmm. those for my weight, so liquids Tylenol, um, ibuprofen, which I had to crush up, and um, gabapentin, which takes days to effect. So it was just stupid. Lovely. But, okay. Gabapentin? Yes. Yes. They use it for payment sometimes. Interesting. Gabapentin socks. <laughs> a lot no of people shit. don't like it. Yeah. Like, that's the most ridiculous thing I've ever heard in my life. Yeah. Let's give you Gabapentin for a. Oh. Here's okay. my thing. All right. Hey, let's give you Dilaudid up until the moment we're going to send you home and then go, go take some t- children's Tylenol. Oh, Whoa. by the way, you can barely swallow. Oh my God. Yeah. And you also have to crush up a disgusting giant ibuprofen and wow. mix it in something and you're hoping you can get it down. But good luck with you. So yeah. I was literally there like, I'm in so much pain. And they brought the anesthesiologist back and they're like, can we give her a nerve block? And they're like, no, we don't do that with these. Yeah. Let's give her, um, try to give her a PL med, which is a oral med. See, because mm-hmm. sometimes that helps a little bit better than IV meds. Yeah. yeah. And they were like, um, well, can I give her a pill? And he's like, it should be small enough. It's fine. And in my head, I'm like, no, you can't. No, you can't. No, no. I have to have like liquid. I can't swallow a pill. Like something is wrong. So I was like, it's fine. Just, it's fine. I'll go home. It's fine. So I literally like refused. I was like, no, I'm just going home. I, I was so scared they were going to give me the wrong thing. And me up. Yeah. Because oh they were oh talking no. to the anesthesiologist, not my surgeon. Uh, that's frustrating yeah so I was like because he's the one who was dealing with pain and everything so I just went home and I was like it'll be fine and um it wasn't fine it wasn't fine you guys but because I had surgery on a Friday I barely moved all day Saturday all day Mm -hmm. Sunday the one thing that totally got me in my head is I was paranoid thanks Dr. D for um like constipation I was like oh my god yeah. so I was like and then I was also super paranoid about getting dehydrated yeah but I'm trying to drink but I couldn't like I couldn't stand any protein drinks at all yeah okay that's pretty like, normal yeah like all of my used to love I tried new ones couldn't do it so I was like I'll just have my little cups of water and popsicles I was like that's fine well finally I think on Monday totally TMI I started having diarrhea and that's one of the things that said like if you have this you have to call yeah. So I called and they're like, okay, but I'm like in tears. They're like, what's ever, what's going on? I'm like, this is the pain. I can't. They're like, if you're in that much pain, you need to go back to the emergency room. Yeah. yeah. And I was all, what? They're like, yeah, if you're in this kind of pain, you should have gone back. I'm like, I left in this kind of pain. Yeah. Oh, shit. You're like, why would I go back if that's how I left? That doesn't make any sense. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm like, yeah. in my head, I'm like, you know, you know how you got all sent me the fuck out of that place. So yeah. I went back. Um, they gave me some piloted, they gave me fluids because I was finally able like, and I was like, oh, hello. And then they gave me uh, a liquid, uh, like hydrocodone. Okay. Uh, and then life was fine then. Then everything yeah. was fine. Everything was fine. And that was fine. And then I still was just like, I'm just going to work, stay um, hydrated. Yeah. Okay. Uh, and then I think a couple days later, I ended up calling because I was like, hey, wouldn't you have been taking this med or that med? And um they were like, oh, well, it's up to you. But, and they were just kind of talking. She's really random. It was like, hey, what am I supposed to take my Paxil for my anxiety? They're like, oh, well, you could, you should have been taking that this whole time. Oh. I'm like, 
okay, but am I swallowing it? It's a pill. Yeah. They're like, oh, well, you have to talk to your regular doctor about that if it can be crushed or not, because not all meds can be crushed because it right. changes the chemical compound of them and how they're absorbed. And I was like, like, really? Really? Okay. Okay. So I have a few things to touch on. Number one, they should not have kicked you out on the same day because you were having pain. And if you were in the hospital overnight, that would have been controlled. controlled. You would have been walking. You would have been getting fluids. All of this could have been avoided had Kaiser taken their head out of their ass and just kept you overnight. Yes. Second of all, I was taking my regular meds the same day of surgery. Yeah, I mean, the same day. And I was taking probably 10 or 11. I can feel my heart rate going up because I'm so <laughs> irritated with Kaiser because I see so many just frustrating points of like, you don't kick somebody out a few hours after no. having major surgery. Yes, no. this is a safer procedure than a gallbladder. I have had my gallbladder out too. But, but 24 hours, man. Your 24 body, fucking hours. All That's all we're asking. Because like, like your body changes so much just hourly that it's like just fucking monitor me for 24 hours. And oh, yeah. Yes, I was up walking because I was in the hospital overnight getting pain meds on a regular schedule right you cannot send somebody home with baby Tylenol and say crush up this disgusting ibuprofen where you're already nauseous because you can't swallow shit because you just had some stomach surgery yeah like you like are you fucking kidding me it doesn't make any fucking sense i mean i listened to with children's motrin i did the the liquid Yes, yeah. but you were in the hospital for 24 hours. For yeah. 24 hours. Mm-hmm. Your pain was under control by the time you went home. Yep. So if your pain is already under control, you can take that. Yeah. That's fine. But if you're already on, like having massive pain, and I'm not yelling at you, Holly. I, <laughs> oh, I, I know. Just, no, I, I love you. So, so like, you're so fucking frustrated. Like, I want to go down and be like, what the fuck is wrong with you? Yeah. You yeah. can't do that. And the when somebody says, when you're asking a question to a medical professional, you are a nurse. You know this. Well, I'm not when a nurse. Say, I'm a, hold on, hold on, hold on. I'm not a nurse. I'm in the, I was in the nursing field for so long. I was an uh, ICU tech. Okay. Okay. But you know, like when somebody says, when should I be taking this medication? The answer is not, well, when do you feel like you should be taking this medication? Yeah, You're the professional motherfucker. Answer the question. Well, if it was up to me, I would have been taking it all along. That's why I'm asking you because you're a medical professional. You fucking moron. Like, I I would think you would know this answer. Yeah. No. So that conversation with the nurse, it was actually, it was really good. I appreciated her. I was like, this is kind of confusing how you guys write shit. Like we had yeah. a very good conversation. Um, always, you know, I'm not angry with her. I was just, if she was, it happened to be the person I was calling days later and just talking to. Yeah. Um, and she was actually the most helpful yet, oddly enough. But when she started talking to me okay. and just telling me like kind of information, I was like, all right. And like, I got the phone. I was like, this is, I'm, this is bullshit. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. I don't recommend this. Listen to your doctors, listen to your medical professionals. But I was like, you know what? Instead, I'm going to listen to my body. Yeah. I'm going to do what I need to do for my body. Like, this is because I think uh, like a week later, I was like, can I please have eggs? And they're like, oh, you know, I wasn't in the soft. And then the surgeon's like, yeah, you can have eggs. I was like, fine. And uh, I think it was actually a week and a half after all the surgery. And, um, and so then I was like, oh, I, just, I just always felt so parched. And I'm drinking those little. Like, yeah, mm-hmm. like, uh, 
no. So finally I was like, this is bullshit. I'm going to try a straw. I was like, I'm going to try a straw. I'm like, I don't care. And my husband's like, I don't do it. Like, I don't want you to have a problem. And I was like, I got to try it. And the moment that I had like this little wine tumbler and a little tiny straw. And the moment that I drank it and I actually got water, I was like, Oh, this is so much better. You're like, oh, I, all the I started getting all my fluids like almost immediately. <laughs> yeah, I wasn't getting protein, but I was like, I'll eat eggs. And so I started eating yeah. eggs. And then a couple days later, I was like, Well, if I can eat eggs, why can't I eat um, refried beans? So I started refried beans sooner. Yeah. <laughs> and then I just, I kind of just took over my own care, and all was well after that. Well, and I can see why you would. Yeah. Now I am prefacing this with follow your surgeon's advice yeah, so i do not advice. i do not recommend what holly did but i understand I. your reasoning neither do i <laughs> but i re- understand your reasoning of the fact that they weren't making any goddamn sense the whole no. time after and so you're like i've already listened to what everybody else has gone through so i kind of know the situation now the only reason why they do not suggest you just jump back into food is because your stomach is very swollen and you have to take it a little bit at a time so you don't cause any major damage um but i understand your reasoning on why because you were just that up I, at that and point I, I started eggs like two weeks out it was like two weeks it wasn't like super soon oh that's, that's fine no yeah that's no, two weeks out but i i started actually that's the trick um because i think they didn't want me to start eggs till like week three four or something, or something so i started like two or three days sooner i mean like that's what i pushed like two okay. or three days sooner i followed the, the surgeon's rules when it came to that but when it came to no straws yeah um no. this no. that there's some things that i was just like you know what i have to trust my own body and i have to trust right. what i'm doing yeah. yes i started refried beans sooner than they thought i should i mean and i'm talking probably a week and a half sooner but i was like if i can get eggs down i can get yeah. this down but let me also preface when I talked to um, the nurse that day, she was like, well, or was it nurse, I think? And then nutritionist. She was like, well, we don't really actually recommend eggs because eggs can be really hard to swallow. They can be really dry. And I'm like, what the fuck are making your eggs? Yeah. Yeah. Eggs are like number one. Like they're soft foods. Yeah. They're easy peasy. Like when you think soft foods, what's the first thing that comes into your mind? Eggs. eggs. It's yeah, scrambled yeah. eggs. I'm like, yeah, I'm not in hard boiled. No, those right? are a little yeah, hard that to get would, down. That would be if your scrambled eggs are turning out like hard boiled eggs, we have a major issue. We have another have a bigger one. issue yeah. than this whole conversation. Seriously. Like, seriously. Yeah. Jesus Christ. <laughs> so I was like, I'm just, so I just kind of that's what I mean. I mean, I didn't do it like super soon. No, I mean, because at first, you know, week and a half. And that's the other thing. Even once I did get my other pains, um, the better pain meds, I had that one large stitch where they removed your stomach. That was painful for four weeks for me. Yeah. 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 Mine was super painful for a long time. Super yeah. painful for at least four weeks. And then it went away. And I was like, or no, maybe it was like two and a half weeks. And then it went away. And I was like, oh. and then it came back. Yeah. And I was like, oh. yeah. And then I woke up one morning and it was gone again. And I'm like, like wait a minute. Well, you're still healing. Yeah. You're, you're like, still healing, girl. Is it gone? Is it gone? Is it really gone? So I was like, always oh, like, oh, I don't know what to do. But then it was gone. And then, so uh, four weeks, I was completely fine uh, with no pain and you nice. know, that kind of stuff. But okay. yeah, I, I kind of just finally just decided at like week two, hmm, I'm going to listen to myself. I'm going to listen to my body. Helps. Yeah. 
Yeah. Okay. I'm going to listen to my body and I'm going to do what I need to do. And if I can do a straw, fine. If I can't, then okay, that's fine too. Yeah. But I knew those little tiny med cups were causing me more problems because I was getting more air in, oddly enough. Because you're okay. like, oh, okay. yeah. Because you're like sipping, like, you know, because you can't just feel like a shot. <laughs> yeah. Well, <laughs> you could. Days, I'm like, you could. Yeah, you but could then the drinking game. But, that might be fun. My surgeon told me, or our my program told me that I was supposed to drink one ounce over ten minutes. Hmm. Interesting. That seems that seems weird. Or, yeah, I was like, like, yeah, I, be... I was like, I'm drinking an ounce every ten minutes. They're like, well, you want to feel like over? You don't want to get too much because you don't. And I'm like, so I was like, no, no, it's an ounce every ten minutes. Everyone's different. They know that's, that's what was so. That's why I was just like. Kaiser's gonna make me take a Xanax after this episode. <laughs> like their their oh. rules are fucking stupid, and I know because Zach went through Kaiser, so I've heard all of the things he did really well with it. But he also is like world's worst bariatric patient. Yeah. So I don't really hold him to a lot of it. But this is fucking ridiculous. Like it should not be this fucking hard. I was gonna say it's, like, it's too hard. It, it's almost it's like, never too hard i'm just never, i'm just saying that's what she said but it's it should be a process that yes you have to work towards healing and yes it's not always it's not an easy process no that this is just like come on it should be like okay here's day one you're gonna do this and this and this day two you're gonna do this and this and this if you choose to drink one ounce of water every 10 minutes not over 10 minutes mm-hmm. And you're not having a problem with that. What is the, you know, what's wrong with doing that? If your body's accepting it. But and you're not you. pushing past that point. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And this was the other thing that didn't make sense to me. I was like, okay, so I'm allowed to take my Paxil because I was like, well, what if I can't crush it? They're like, well, then you can just swallow it. So I was like, so if it's okay to swallow it, then why am I crushing it? Yeah. Well, what I just wanted, so I just started swallowing Actually, yeah. I don't. I, it took me a while to go back on that. But anyways, but then I was like, well, if I could swallow my capsule, why can't I swallow a tunnel? Mm-hmm. I was like, well, I'm gonna start swallowing my tunnel. Yeah. <laughs> and then, then, then when it came time to like doing my um my multivitamin, uh, my Procare multivitamin, and yeah. the swallowable, yeah, the not the tubal, the swallowing one, the capsule. I was yeah. like, well, if I can swallow the other thing, I'm just gonna swallow this too. Why would I open it up? Yeah. I was like, yeah. that's fucking dumb. Yeah. Well, yeah, because Dr. Patterson told me, she's like, take all these in the morning because you're going to be full. So yeah. Do that first thing. Or write it before you go to bed. Well, she told me in the morning. That's why I'm saying morning for me. Because she's like, just take them in the morning. You'll feel full. Give it 30 minutes. And then you can start your protein shakes. And then you can start your water. <laughs> then you can start balancing between the 15 minutes every other one. And I was like, okay, sounds good. And she was right. I felt full. I was like, well, yeah. I was like, yeah, I feel full. So yeah. I'm just going to wait the time. And you feel the pressure. You know what full feels like. Yeah. It's a different type of full, but you're like, yeah. oh, this is interesting. Oh, yeah. And you're like, oh, I couldn't swallow anything if I wanted to at this uh, point. Like, that's what she's happening. Um, <laughs> I had to break mine up because I had like, you 10, have a lot. I had like 10 or 15 medications I was yeah. taking at that time. So I had to like do some when I woke up I had to do like three or four and then I would take wait for that feeling to pass and then I would take three or four more yeah and so it was a process yeah, yeah that's a process that's a lot but I started swallowing my pills the right day after. I had surgery because yeah. I, there are pills that I cannot function unless I take them yeah, yeah. so 
I understand the reasoning of crushing pills, but I also, if you're taking a, like a daily thing, you have to take this medication, just fucking take it. Just take it. I get so angry. Yeah. That that one comment. When would you like to take it? What? I was angry too. I was just all like, so now I have to go like call my doctor to the night and then get a hold of the pharmacist. Yeah. I was like, fuck this. I'm just taking it. Yeah, just take it. Just take it again. I mean, I do recommend asking your doctor. Ask your doctor. And I did like, and that's something that you can be prepared for Mm pre-op. Is that is a a very important question to ask your 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 surgeon because then you'll and that's what I did is I asked that before because I was on so many medications. I wanted to make sure that when I had surgery, I was safe to take all of those because a lot of those can't be crushed. Lyrica, you cannot crush, you cannot open up because it has to be taken in that way. Yeah. So I definitely recommend if you are listening to this, you are pre-op and you are taking a medication, a daily medication, not just a multivitamin, like a medication that you need to have every day. Your multivitamin is, but you know what I mean. What's prescribed to you. Thank you. Yeah. So ask your surgeon because your surgeon will know, or they will say, you need to ask the provider that is prescribing this medication. And then you will have an answer before you go in. Well, and I highly recommend just like, think about your daily life, right? Ask the question that will affect your daily life. Yes. Because like, it could be anything. It's like, Hey, in the afternoon, I have to like drive and do these things. When can I drive again? Yeah. Because that's going to be an issue. Yeah. Like, I love water, but how do I balance? You need to do the timing thing. Like, when can I actually like go from liquids to soft to whatever? What is the pain medication protocol for after I wake up? Yeah. Like, am I going to be on anything? Because I didn't put on any Dilaudid. The no, I was time, on Vicodin. Other the the other tiny tummies was on uh, morphine, a morphine drug. Like, I didn't have any of that, so I don't even know. No, no, I was on any drip. So I don't understand. I'm like, oh, that's a Dr. Patterson doesn't do that. Yeah. So I think it just depends on like the severity of the pain. But like I just had a dull pain that just wouldn't go away for over four weeks in that um, surgical area. Yeah. And it was just like, it was just an annoyance. Yeah. It was, it wasn't like a piercing, cramping. It was just, here we are, very noticeable, but you can move around. You just had surgery. Yeah. And I, and I also chopped it up like, Hey, you're gonna have pain after surgery. Like that's you just, are. That's just normal. Like no matter what surgery you have, if you think you're coming out with no pain, then you need to get your fucking head checked because it doesn't make any sense. Like there's gonna be some sort of pain. Yeah, but yeah. I also think if you're in the hospital overnight, your pain is going to be more controlled, and you're gonna be able to function right because you do have an IV. Yeah, you are given pain medication through that IV which is going to keep you in a comfortable spot. Which Dr. Nizam probably did, and I just don't remember. Yeah, I mean, I would think it would be completely unethical not to give you any pain medication. Right, she just kept me And like you a have low a dose. low pain tolerance. It's weird because certain things I have high pain tolerance, some things I don't. With, with surgeries, I have a very high pain tolerance. So you were probably so, given pain medication. Yeah, I would, I would, I don't really have that much, but... Yeah, I would bet anything that you probably had pain medication and you were there for 24 hours. So you were more controlled. And then I just took my child's Motrin. Yeah. And that's it. I didn't take anything else. You don't, I mean, after that 24 hours, I would think that you would 
be fine. Yeah. Because I think I probably took one or two Vicodin after because I don't like how nauseous it makes me. So, but I was up walking. Yeah, I was up moving. doing all of the things. It. I was so, like, what the fuck are you doing, girl? Like, you're no, walking already? with all the chronic pain. So I know. it really didn't bother me. Mm-hmm. I was like, I, yeah. Anyways, so Holly, tell us what your biggest non-scale victory to date has it been. Yeah. Oh, man, that's a, um, I think so far my biggest non-scale victory has been, um, I went away over the weekend with my hubby. We went to Monterey mm-hmm. and we did so much walking and stuff. And I noticed that I never once hurt. Ooh, ah, my cool. feet didn't hurt my legs didn't hurt my back didn't hurt none of that ever like it didn't hurt and I was like and you guys know um just from the benches and stuff that back in March I went to Disneyland yeah. yes and Disneyland I hurt yeah hurt from all the walking and stuff even though that wasn't even my highest weight was that's what's really scary is um because my highest weight that I have documented was back in October yeah um no september excuse me but um yeah just walking around being like oh i don't hurt like i didn't have to worry about what kind of shoes am i gonna wear you know my tennis shoes give me better support i was like yeah. a pop up stress cute like and that oh, i think was the cool. biggest one that i was like oh i don't want to stop i'm not like yeah. I'm gonna stop. that's it yeah. Stop <laughs> yeah you know like i just need a break like it was just like let's just keep going i can just keep going and going and going yeah and that that's i think amazing. was just my favorite so far well, what okay. was your highest weight? Uh, my highest weight in September um, was two eighty nine. Two eighty nine, and Which, then what do you what do you at oh, now? Uh, right now, I am at two twenty two. Holy crap! That's crazy, girl. Surgery surgery weight was two sixty four. Okay. Wow. So in two lost. months, I've lost um, forty two pounds. That's, so, that's crazy. That's and that's crazy. the other thing like touching on this real too quick about your weight and stuff and about weight loss and and dieting and all that kind of stuff too i don't think before i had kids i don't think i ever got a, over 270 275 okay. but for some reason when i had you know i was pregnant with twins yeah i got close to 300 with all my fluid and all that kind yeah. of stuff i like i told my doctor i'm like i feel like my body just wants to go back up to my pregnancy weight uh, like it, that that's just what it knew right yeah like you mel you're at your i know you're still trying to get a little bit lower but your body kind of found its happy weight it did. right it did yeah. yeah so i'm like does my body think my happy weight is my pregnancy weight because that's shit's not gonna fly <laughs> you're like no fucking way <laughs> no so when i got on the scale at 289 i was like what the yeah like, I have pregnancy size right now yeah so that um that was a fun awakening but yeah so um yeah, I lost 24 pounds before surgery and then, yeah, 22 and some ounces. So that's amazing. Jeez. Good you are killing it. You're killing I it. Too. I'm, I'm trying, just trying to get my water in and trying to get my protein in. Yeah. All I doing. mean, two months out, that's all you really can do. Yeah. You're eight weeks out. Like, what does your daily look like right now? Um, I normally wake up in the morning and I'll have like a heart and hard boiled eggs, like two of those. Um, okay. and I do a little bit of banana. I did find, um, I remember Dr. D talked about this at one point, like some people just do not do well with zero parts. Yeah, correct. Yeah. And I was having constant dumping, in, in uh, constant dumping syndrome. And that's part of the reason why I added, um, refried beans a little bit earlier. So I was like, okay, I, I remember cause I did um, a liquid diet before I've done yeah. everything and I had dumping syndrome with that. Uh, and I remember going, I need carbs. So I yeah. added a little bit of the 
And then the dumping syndrome went away like Ah, that day. That's awesome. Yeah. I was like, okay, so I just add a little bit of carbs. So in the morning, I'll have like two hard boiled eggs. Uh, My daughter and I will split like a small banana. Yeah. I'm like, I have a couple bites because that's my thing. And then she eats the rest. Yeah. And I'm like, perfect. And then in the afternoon, I'll do like, um, uh, like canned chicken or something, but I don't like mayonnaise really. So I do like, um, a light, um, sour cream, some lemon or pepper or something in it. Okay. And, um, I do a couple of the, um, their nut thins crackers that are made out of almonds. Yeah. So there's, so I do a little bit of those and, but, um, those are always the last thing I eat, but I normally add, um, either like a bell pepper, Okay. Tiny slices of bell pepper with bitchin' sauce. Cool. Um, a little cucumber with bitchin' sauce. That's just like just one or two bites, just because you miss a crunch. Yeah. You miss a crunch, and then I add a little bit of those crackers in. I think like a serving is like sixteen, and I think I do like maybe four, depending. Yeah. You know. Yeah. Um, four to eight, depending on how hungry I am. Um, and but just for that crunch and that extra carb. And then dinner, I do um, whatever protein I'm serving the family. I find a protein, mm-hmm. you know, um, if they're doing something like spaghetti or maybe something that I'm like not as easy for me um, to like pick out the protein, I'll just yes. eat chicken salad or tuna salad or something. Okay. Um, and that alone is not enough protein, as you guys just did the math in your head. Yeah, it is. <laughs> it's not enough protein. So I've really been trying to get better at just... Um, adding in at least one protein drink a day. I finally found a protein okay. drink I like again. Okay. Uh, again, I went against my surgeon and my um, team's recommendation. Because <laughs> another thing I know, hold on, Kelly, you're going to be like, what the fuck? We were told no caffeine. Okay. Okay. I, I did 30 days. We I were allowed the- decaf, but that was it. Um, but no, no, they want like no caffeine for like ever. Okay. Fuck that. No. I Fuck told you that. Fuck <laughs> that. I had caffeine on day 31. I went 30 days. <laughs> Fuck that. Yeah, they, they don't want it to, because you don't caffeine and blah, blah, blah. Anyways, all the things that cap without caffeine for the rest of their life and then tell me how good it is. Yeah. Right? Like decaf or this or, you know. Oh, so, um, yeah. but I found the Premier Protein, the Cafe Latte ones. Nice. Okay. And I was like, well, I can do these on ice and like an iced coffee. Well, let me tell you. The first week or so I'm having those, I didn't. This is how I rationalized it in my head. I was like, okay, it says there's one cup of like caffeine in one of those. So, like a cup of coffee, caffeine. I was like, well, I'm not supposed to have that. So, in my head, I'm like, I'm not supposed to have that. But I'm like, well, are you going to have caffeine or you're not going to get your protein? Pick one. Yeah. So, I was like, I'm going to get my protein and I'm going to just think about the caffeine rule. Yeah. But I felt like, like the first week and a half or something, like, that I was on crack. I had a therapy appointment. I'm like, she's like, what? I'm like, I'm just gonna warn you. I'm super like, but she's like, I'm feeling something. We're just like this. She's like, I'm feeling your vibe. I'm like, I had some caffeine, and it just screws me up for like an hour or two. But I'll be fine. <laughs> <laughs> and then your body gets used to it. Yeah, I, think no, I'm the, I think fine. the whole caffeine thing, and Dr. Joe actually mixed this is that one cup of coffee, because they say that caffeine dehydrates you. Yeah. But he actually said one cup of coffee a day is totally fine it and doesn't. it does not dehydrate you. Yeah. Well, it's dehydrating. So, then I think my program also is like so many people use caffeine as an appetite suppressant. Mm-hmm. 
you drink a diet soda or coffee or something like that. Like, so how, how many people have you met growing up or knowing that they, they just, your mom or whatever, just coffee all day long, all day, yep, you know, right? Eric's mom. Yeah. Yeah. And it's a, it's a suppressant. And I remember yep. even when I would used to drink my diet sodas in the past, the caffeine would kind of help suppress it. So for my program, they don't want you suppressing all your hunger because they want you to just eat normal and eat it eat what you're supposed to eat and live your life, not using things to suppress your appetite. But that's going to only- How do you live your life without caffeine? Kelly, like, I there is no life without caffeine. Yes, there is. I there have- is no life without caffeine. Oh my caffeine. God. I did not have caffeine at all. What is in this cup right now? But that's, I started that a year ago of you telling me and taught me that hot liquids are better, but you choose to drink caffeine but now, but like I went, what, six years after I'm just saying, even prior to the post-op though, I never drank coffee or it was just literally saying, iced tea. But I'm saying if you are a caffeine drinker, yeah. I will give you that one. Giving up caffeine for the rest of your life sounds like the worst thing in the world. Well, it's just stupid and unrealistic. And it's like, just be logical about it. Like I, Dr. Patterson told me the caffeine rule. It wasn't because of dehydration and it wasn't because of the depressant. It was because most people, when they have caffeine, they're putting lots of creamers and sugars and all these things to like the coffee. And now the, the coffee has become this huge calorie intake with a bunch of fat that you don't need. Right? Which makes complete sense. Yeah. So I love that Dr. Patterson is like, this is the real reason I do not want you to do this. She's even did the same thing with carbonation. She's yeah. like, hey, it's not the carbonation I'm afraid of for you. It's the fact they're sugary drinks. Mm-hmm. Most carbonation drinks are sugary or they're beer, like they're alcoholic. Like it's things that you should not be having in your body for the first year. So I was like, Correct. I love you, Dr. Patterson, for that. Because she went into detail of why. Yes, but I also think that as a surgery center, I don't think it should be like, okay, no more caffeine for the rest of your life. Right. No more carbonation for the rest of the life. Those are the rules. Don't do it. Or alcohol. I think no. there needs to be a conversation mm-hmm. of how do you drink your coffee? Are you a coffee drinker? Right. How do you drink your coffee? Well, I go to Starbucks and get a, a mocha with extra whipped cream every day. Okay. Well, then you might want to cut that out. Yeah, like that's right. when you, you're not. Now, if somebody like me comes in and says, okay, how do you like your coffee? Well, I drink it with a little bit of cream every day. Yeah, you're little. It's like a little dash. I mean, that that's not something that's going to make a huge difference in my calories. No, like I, I put Fairlife and my Avi in it every single day. It is not low calorie, not at all a deal. Well, mm-hmm. the only way it's a deal breaker is if you're doing 10 of those a day. Exactly. Right. And I'm not. You do the yeah. one. I have one cup of coffee a day and then I have my coffee. What? I don't have my coffee down here. Um, <laughs> my coffee, I'm like pointing to it and I'm like, wait, that's not coffee. Where did it go? Um, I have my coffee with four shots of espresso, which is like 10 calories. And then I put my protein shake, which I should, that is totally fine for you to have over the top of it. So it's a meal all in itself. It's not breaking yeah. any rules within, but you have to think, okay, why? I just wish they explained things more. Yes. It would just make so much more sense to more people and it would make life a lot easier. If you're like, we don't want you to have carbonation because how do you drink your carbonation? Well, I have full sugar soda every single day. Well, that's the reason why. Yep. 
You know, and there's very logical questions they can ask you I to have it make sense. When we went to the ASMBS conference, like when we got to talk to some surgeons and some dietitians and things mm-hmm. like that, they actually told us the more that they can tell someone why, the better yes. that they do yes. with their journey. Because right. if you give them the reasons, they actually start following the things because they, because they'll start thinking back, oh, they told me this because of this reason. And then you can make the judgment call. But when you're just told no, you want to fight that. Like you yeah, want to fight like, it so hard. It's like, don't push the red button. Well, it's there. Yep. And I really want to push it now. That's exactly the thing. Yeah. yeah. What's going to happen know. if I push it? Yes. Yeah. And I just, it's when we went camping, there's this big thing in the ground and it says, do not step on this. <laughs> and my first thing was like, well, what happens if I step on it? Yeah. Like, I kind of want to find out. I, and I'm a full blown, well, half full blown adult. Like, <laughs> I have to want to know. Yeah, because oh I can. I yeah. I'm gonna tell it to Zach. I'm not, a full, I'm not a full. I'm not Yeah, I'm not a full blown adult. I'm a half full blown adult. <laughs> but it's that same thing when you're on the diet. You can't have this. What do you want? Yeah. What do you want? You want what that you want? donut. You want this. You want that. So it's just saying no. It's like that just makes you feel that restriction again and. That's all you can think about, right? Right. Exactly. Instead of just, okay, I really want a donut right now. Why am I wanting a donut? Asking those questions, not only out loud, but to yourself, why do I want this donut? Well, I just went through a huge emotional thing. Okay. Is having the donut going to make me feel better in this moment? Yes. Okay. So eat the donut and then your next meal is protein or have it with a meal. Like Michaela said. You sit down, pair yeah. out your protein first. You get done with your protein. And you're like, I don't really want the donut anymore. Yep. Or I really want that fucking donut. So I'm going to eat it. And then you yeah. eat it and you move on. Move on. Because we didn't have the surgery to not live the rest of our lives. Never having a donut or an Oreo or a sugary coffee or right. any of those things ever again. You're just committing yourself to asking those questions. I think yourself. that's the point is like, we have to advocate for ourselves. So we yes. have to ask the whys. If they're not giving us the whys, ask the whys, please. Yep. I almost yesterday, what was I going to reach for? I was going to reach for something that was not real great. Oh, rice. It was chocolate rice cakes. And they're the little tiny ones that I was going to dip them in peanut butter. Okay. And I'm like, apple, rice cakes. I'll go with that. And I went with apples, ate half the apple with peanut butter, gave the rest to Chloe. I was satisfied until dinner. So it's like, you just have to ask yourself, like, why am I reaching this? Because I don't want to have to cut up an apple 100%. Mm -hmm. So is it really worth me going towards this? I mean, if I really want the rice cakes, then yeah. But I didn't, at that point, I just wanted peanut butter. I didn't really care what went with it. So it's asking those why questions on a daily basis. Yes, that's going to be yourself. That goes back to why therapy is so important in this process. Yeah, So you learn to start not suppressing your feelings and just doing things and they have you start asking yourself or you use the tribe you know mm-hmm. <clears throat> one of those things you have to figure that out because even before surgery i would be driving i'm like oh i just want a piece of cake yep yeah whether yep. i was driving by the store i'm like why do i want that i haven't had yep. sugar in weeks why do i want because it's not that i'm craving the sugar yeah and i was like you know what i don't i haven't had enough protein today or oh yeah. i'm low on my water today and i was like yep. yes do those and then let's circle back. Yeah. Yep. 
Because I didn't ask myself those questions before I started therapy. Yeah. When I was going through my whole regain and I was completely ignorant, like not ignorant, I was completely ignoring all of those questions because I didn't want to face why I was wanting those things. Correct. So I started therapy uh, about a month ago. Yeah. And I like Melanie, like she knows, (laughs) you know, uh, about a month ago. And I'm starting to ask those questions on a daily basis. Why am I getting up in the middle of the night? Mm -hmm. Why is this happening? Why do I feel sad about these things that I didn't feel sad about last week? Yeah. Why am I having like that question? Why? Just ask yourself why. Yeah. And until you start asking yourself that, you're not going to be able to deal with the day-to-day things. Not well. Not well. well, You can deal with them, but you won't be dealing with them well. No. No, I agree. And 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 you go into having the surgery and you're like, oh my God, it's gonna change my life, which it will. It does. Yes. Will, but you're also like, I have to change my life too. Yes. And just from like so I like I said, my husband and I went away last weekend and there were so many times like where when you guys on vacation, right? What do you do? You eat like crap all the time. You you have vacation. There's bakeries everywhere. There's all this stuff everywhere. And I was like, oh, that's what I want. That's what it, mm-hmm. but instead I was like, okay, well, that's not going to serve my purpose. Like, yeah. that's just not. So I had to think about it. And I was like, I don't go on vacation to eat. Yeah, correct. Right. And yeah. instead I was like, you know what? I am on vacation to eat. So my, my rule was this last trip was I ordered my own meals. <laughs> right? Okay. Because we there can't share meals, right? I mean, we can share yeah. meals now, right? Yeah. Yeah. Like, I'm like, I don't need, but I was like, you know what? I'm going to order the steak with the potatoes and I'm going to eat as much as I want. I'm not going to worry about sharing it. Yeah. I love it. My husband wanted something else. I'm like, we did share a breakfast, but I was like, I'm going to order my own meal. And if I waste half the food, well, that sucks, but I'm on vacation. Exactly. That was that was my new mentality. Like, I like it. I'm not going to be like, Hey, what are you going to eat? I'm just going to eat your protein. Or can I, can I share with you? It's just like, you do you, I'll do me. We're happy. Yeah. I actually, Zach and I went out to lunch and I had every opportunity to order something that was not on plan. Okay. And instead, and I know there are are traps when it comes to salads, but I order my salads in a certain way and I ordered it with the coconut shrimp. I ate all the coconut shrimp first and then ate whatever else I could. But it was like, I had every opportunity to go in an unhealthy way. And instead I'm like, okay, well, let's focus on a protein. And coconut yeah. shrimp isn't the best, but you know, it's better than most. Yeah, it's so good. It's still good protein. Yeah. yeah. And so it's just a different mindset of, and I think once you're in a different mindset, like happier, healthier, yeah, it translates into the rest of your life. And it, it really does. Asking and like, getting to those points of those asking those questions to yourself yeah and and holly's so new like you're eight yeah years out. I'm new. like you're you're gonna be learning all this as you go too yes like because things are gonna change and i like your mindset of like hey it's not about like what i like the it's food. not about the restriction it's about the fact of like yeah. i get to order what i want and yeah. i just get to have the little bits of parts of it like you yeah. still get to enjoy the food yeah because come on like we've all been here because we love food like yeah. there is right. a love for food yeah and that's fine. It's just a new way of, of thinking, a new way of eating. Yes. Well, yes. And I just decided, I was like, you know what? As long as I eat my protein first, because I wasn't going, am I getting enough protein today? Am I getting, I was just like, eat your protein first. Yeah. yeah. Eat your protein first. And, and so my husband wanted a prime rib. I wanted a filet. So I was like, yeah, I could have ate some of his prime rib easily. I was like, no, I'm just going to have my filet. 
I love it. You know, Good and job. so it was all those times. Like we want, I decided I really want to fish and chips. Well, hold on. I don't like the, not the chips part, you know, the fries, but I was like, I want fish. And I was like, he was ordering too, but I was like, yeah, I'm ordering my own. Yeah. And if there's some left over. Oh, well, I, yeah, I'm not sitting there having to go, okay, we can split it. Or do you have enough? Like, oh, I'm just ordering my own. Like, but I still focused on the protein. That was always number one. And I never had a sweet this weekend. I didn't worry anything about that. Um, nice. I was just like, I'm not doing it. Cause I, in my head, I've put a, a goal in my, for myself is that I'm not having any sweets for a year. Okay. Okay. That's, That's a good my point. goal because yeah. I'm like, I don't need them. Right. I you mean, don't. It's mm-hmm. so hard. If I, my opinion is if I cannot eat all my protein and I'm still having to rely on shakes, then you shouldn't be eating sweets. Yeah. I shouldn't, be, I shouldn't be adding the other, you know, like I said, yeah, a little bit of this, a little bit of that, you know, like bell peppers for the crunch. That's fine. I don't care. Banana. No. That's fine. But I'm not going to add in all of the fluff until I can fully eat my 60 to 80 grams or however much I need of my protein a day. There's no need to add in the fluff. It's just not. I love it. I like that. That's mindset. a great, great goal. Yes. Because it is very, it's very achievable. It's very doable. And you're trying to meet the, the baseline first. Yes. Like, I think that's the biggest rule for anybody that's pre-op is like, just hit your baseline first and then see what you want. Most of the time you don't want it. No, so it doesn't yeah, even you come in your brain. Yeah, no. no, because so it's too full to even think about something else. Yeah. It's really yeah, I, the habit. It's the habit you have to break. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I can't wait to see how you progress over the I next know. year. It's like, gonna be this so is going to be awesome. Yes. So, well, I have to thank say, you. Let me say one more thing to okay. you guys okay. for my, my, um, my, podcast endorsement okay <laughs> there was times like we asked about surgery that I would I remember one day I walked out and my husband and I was like I feel like I haven't lost any weight yeah and he was like are you kidding me I'm like yeah I feel like <laughs> I'm like I feel like I've I've lost none and he but I'm like isn't this a fun mind game yeah but yeah. because of your guys's podcast all these feelings that I've been feeling about the surgery or the ups and downs I have felt so like this is okay this is normal I expected Aww. it. I've expected Good. it. But when I hear it, like, I'm not like, what the fuck is this? Like, what yeah. is happening? Like, ah. No, yeah. I go, okay, stop. Let's think about it because of the podcast. And I will say, there was days when I listened to your podcast where I was like, I'm fucking not doing this. Because <laughs> <laughs> you guys scared me. And then there's other days where I was like, I can do this. So, yeah. So, I, I had to say, you know, as we wrap up, the last eight weeks, my my lows, I haven't had to announce them to you guys so much. Um, because I know you've all gone through it and I expected them in a sense. Yeah, you're prepared. Because you guys, yes, you guys prepared me and you're preparing everybody who listens to your podcast that it's not all sunshine and rainbows, you know? Yeah. And and it's okay when you have these weird freaking moments where you're like, I have lost any weight or I gained all my weight. Like when I started introducing more food, I was like, I'm gaining weight. Yeah. <laughs> I knew that was normal. I knew yeah. it was so normal and that you guys are doing just amazing things just by being so honest and transparent because it makes those of us going through the journey after you going like, oh, all right. Aww, I'm not surprised awesome. by this. Thank Good. you so much, Holly. We really appreciate you being in our benches and being a part of our, just our community here. Seriously. Um, thank you so much for sharing the first half of your, or the first part of your journey. Yeah. It's not half yet. Thank mm-hmm. you ladies. Uh, we are excited to have you back on for your six months. Yes. And we will check in and see how you are progressing. 
Um, and then to everybody else, don't forget to check out patreon.com forward slash OSLP. The Benchies are the best. And then also go to YouTube and subscribe. Click that little bell and you'll get your episodes every Tuesday. Yes. And don't forget to go to our website and check out the Just Be You Bariatric Award Show. It's the very first one and you don't want to miss it. Not at all. So go now and uh, we love you guys and we will see see you next time. Bye. Hey listeners, if you've enjoyed your time with us, please rate, review, and subscribe on any platform that you get your podcasts. Also check us out on patreon.com forward slash OSLP for exclusive content with your favorite girls ever. Yeah. And also check out our YouTube page. Subscribe, hit that little bell so you get notified when our new videos drop a week after they are released. Yeah, and we would like to give a big thank you to Anne-Marie Cruz for our logos, Eric Vaughn with 17th Street Studios because he provides our music and our recording yes, space. He does. Thanks for listening to Our Sleep Live podcast where we are breaking that stigma one episode at a time.